Good evening. Going hokey with George Bresnahan. A Thursday night, late April. Um, so Anita Morjani says that I'm a, I'm highly sensitive. Not an empath, but highly sensitive. One of the 8%. Well, she hasn't met me. But I came to the conclusion that's that's what I am, and it explains everything from way back. Just <laughs> uh, creating uh, controversy where it wasn't there, or creating an issue where that wasn't there. Um, just trying to just trying to help. <laughs> so today, this afternoon, I I got away. After, let's see, we got the weed eater to work. It's a brand new weed eater, and it wouldn't start for me. Uh, my wife came out, and and sure enough, she got it going. My mom used to say that she can do anything, and there it was. The um, weed eater was running. So she actually mowed half the yard, and, let, and uh, we kind of took turns, and I was tearing up the the plants there near the walls and she was getting upset, but it, it worked out, you know, uh, our daughter's 13th birthday party is in two days. And so the yard is looking sharp, you know, Mexicans like things to look sharp and even more so than Americans in my opinion, but Hey, cool. Far out, man. So the, the yard is cut it's it's like it looks like a like someone's haircut who went to one of those haircutting schools and got a guy in the from the first semester you know that's kind of what the, the yard looks like but hey it looks um you know cut it looks shorter than it, it was and i also threw the pick uh, my family has been complaining that i don't uh, follow through on my projects and there's uh, there's some precedent for that but but hey, um, I threw the pick today, and and I'm making progress on what's going to become a, a garden. So, um, and I showered a quick, you know, cold shower, and and uh, made it to the cafe about five forty-five p.m. Stayed a, more than an hour, and it was great. Uh, there was this one party of eight or so. They were all teenagers, about sixteen years old, sixteen, seventeen, and having a birthday party and their mother, the mother of the birthday girl was off to the side. And I was so impressed, you know, she, she didn't smile. She didn't involve herself directly in the um, socializing. It was, you know, for the kids and, and she was off at another table uh, kind of in support, you know, and uh, literally um, bringing the cake and, and, uh, like the candle that looks like a volcanic eruption. And it's cool to watch a mom just just in support. She understands uh, her take on, on motherhood is cool, you know, um, making a party like that happen. And the kids were marvelous. Uh, Mexican kids have a lot of social skills, which, of course, leads them to get together, which leads to more social skills or greater social skills. And sitting there reading Frank McCourt, 
um, his first book. I having recently read uh, his third book for the second time about his 30 years of, of teaching in New York. And, um, and I saw him on video. I, I've, you know, now that I have his third book, now that I'm on page 100, it occurred to me a couple of days ago to, to go to YouTube and see what I would find about, you know, him talking. Uh, and there he was. And yeah, he has all the compassion, and humility, and the wisdom that um, people said he had there on the on the dust jacket of the first book. I, I hope that uh, because he has passed away and you know gone upstairs, I I want to believe that he has taken me under his wing. He this this writer, this teacher, this Irishman. Um, and uh, so there I was on page 99, and, and there were these two paragraphs. I read them, got distracted by the goings-on, and maybe the waitress is asking if I you know, want something else. And, and, uh, and my mind went back to these two paragraphs, and it was just like the back of the dust jacket said, McCourt has taken pain, what I call hardship, and uh, transformed it 60 years later into art. And it, it did, it struck me as odd that there was, you know, suffering in these two paragraphs, but I, I found something rich there. The, the, you know, the emotional experience of these two paragraphs was satisfying. And that is a little odd, isn't it? But it's not weird. It's not, um, inappropriate is uh, well he said himself that a a comfortable beautiful positive childhood is not worth the while <laughs> i think he meant not worth writing about um, <laughs> so so i was sitting there and reading but you know ideas came to my mind i, I was troubled by something i read last night um, Quora, Quora's computer has figured out that I like the Beatles. And so they send me all these snippets. And uh, last night something came. The question was, was John Lennon a jerk? I hesitated before I said that because, you know, we've made him into a, a virtual god. He said, you know, sometimes I feel like a loser and sometimes I feel like God Almighty. And, uh, well, what a declaration. It sure came true, you know. I mean, St. Francis has lasted 800 years and John Lennon has lasted, you know, 42 years after his death. But I just wonder how long John Lennon is going to last as, a, as an inspiration. So... Um, Someone decided to answer that question who had read a book by probably the singer of the Turtles. And the Turtles are the ones with their song, uh, I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life. And I can't find it anymore on, on YouTube, but this one particular TV 
show, you know, recording of them singing or lip syncing, I don't know which, to that song. But there's something marvelous about it because there's this one guy in the band. He plays either the saxophone or the tambourine. And um, he has uh, these big glasses, dark rimmed glasses and crazy hair. And, and he wears flowery hippie 60s clothes and he's just the life of the party he transcends the the 60s he transcends the the band the moment the song um, some people just understand you know yoko ono understands um, and this guy understood and there he is for posterity so this guy wrote about what he read in the this turtles book that they uh, it was graham nash who brought the turtles over to meet the the beatles in some bar but john lennon had already had a few to drink and um, well <coughs> this is what i wrote over there not far from the the kids and, and their birthday party today um the turtles guitarist at tucker experienced incessant ridicule from the mouth of john lennon his hero he got on a plane and never played music again oh how it would have helped to tell him on that plane that uh, miguel ruiz's words don't take anything personally. Nothing that people do is about you. John Lennon was was wounded from childhood, a tough liver puddlian, and musically brilliant, better than most musicians. And he was on drugs or alcohol that night, so let's give him that. Yoko says that people the world o over call him their hero. And the world's reaction to his death and his endurance as a world leader in the truest sense influence freshness they speak to the power of his goodness and the and he came to me deep in a beautiful song by a great mariachi deep in Tijuana, with all the encouragement of the blessed New Yorker that he once was, assuring me that uh, my upcoming marriage and that mate was a winner. It would be a winner. So I stand in silence before John Lennon, the jerk, the genius, the eternal leader, the golden soul. Okay. It, it's funny, I feel like I've committed sacrilege, you know, but um, we just have to accept people as they were. Okay. And, and accept them, you know, keep them. I mean, anybody who's kind enough to show up for me when I needed some encouragement. Now, the reason he showed up 
is in part because I had uh, turned to him that earlier that evening, just across the fence, the international fence. I was teaching in an adult school, an ESL class, and I chose um, the Beatles uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite. And uh, well, the song bombed, you know, Mexicans like um, Let It Be Yesterday. Imagine that's what they like. <laughs> they want the hits. They don't they don't want this other stuff. But we we uh, said the lyrics without singing them one time. And uh, I was impressed. Wow. I, I looked up and I said, uh, John Lennon, you're you're a poet. So I guess I, I got his attention and he was kind enough to visit me uh, in the uh, in a famous uh, Carnitas place in Tijuana. Of course, after the, the, the music uh, had grabbed me, you know, he, he came to me in the middle of a song. All right. So... I wrote this uh, about, uh, let me see, sitting here, 64, reading Frank McCourt next to beautiful young teens. I wish I had gone to the concerts, Paul McCartney, Fleetwood Mac. I wish I had settled in Guanajuato and written books when, you know, in my 20s. I wish I had married at 24 and not 44. I wish I had bought a house at 24. I'd be a millionaire. Still, my wishes fade before the beauty of my soul uh, coming ever more clearly into view. Yeah. Um, Einstein promised uh, a serenity in old age, huh? That the noise... The mind, the mind is noisy in young age, but but in in old age, the mind is is quiet, and in that that quiet is a refuge. His own mind is a refuge, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so. My family accuses me of a, an obsession with the Beatles, and I deny it. I think, you know, what else is there? All right. Thank you. Good night.